0: Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out The Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of The Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com chick. That's winggirlmethod.com chick. Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Women podcast, we are going to talk today about feelings. Don't be scared. We're not going to talk too much about your feelings and her feelings. It's not going to be a mushy gushy episode. It's going to be a scientific episode where we talk about how your feelings are actually affecting the frequencies, the vibrations, the energy that you put out there to women and how after this episode, you can easily change that so that women and everybody around you responds differently to you. Trust me, it's going to make your dating life a hell of a lot easier. So keep listening to this episode. Hey, guys, welcome back to the Ask Women podcast. I have Dr. Bradley Nelson on the show. He is a veteran holistic physician. And Dr. Bradley has trained and certified more than 10,000 practitioners worldwide in the energy healing methods he pioneered in his best selling book, The Emotion Code. His new book, The Body Code, Unlocking Your Body's Ability to Heal Itself, came out back in February. And we are going to talk with Dr. Bradley today about how past pain could and most likely is affecting your current and past dating life. So, Dr. Bradley, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Well, thank you, Marnie, for having me on. It's really great to be here. This is a really important topic that uh, people need to know about.
0: It is. Well, first of all, I have a million questions because I am very big into holistic medicine, functional medicine, all of that, so I could pick your brain on a million different topics. But the topic that I think is most important to the guys that I work with is really how what is subconsciously going on in their minds and their bodies is mm-hmm. affecting their lives right now. And I'm going to gonna tell you why yeah. I think this is so important. So back in July, we started doing these amazing group coaching programs. I've been selling digital content for a long time, like at-home systems that people can use. But we recently just started wanting to be more one-on-one or one-on-five. And we're noticing that we're there to help coach on flirting, on attracting women, approaching women, talking to women. But for a lot of guys that come into the program, there's stuff that's blocking them. There's a boundary in place and many of them do not know why it's there or that it's even there. And because I'm coming up against this in my own coaching, I understand that it's happening for so many guys that I work with and so many guys that listen to this show. So I'd love for you to, to speak a little bit like broadly about how this is affecting people and then let's narrow it down and target the guys who are actually listening to this show.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, when I was in practice, I was really obsessed with getting to the underlying causes of my patient's problems. I didn't want to just band-aid people. I wanted to really know why they were having problems, why they were dealing with depression or anxiety or phobias or panic attacks or PTSD or eating disorders or why they were sabotaging themselves, why they couldn't find their soulmate, Mm -hmm. uh, why they had physical pain, why they were uh, diagnosed with uh, diseases. And what I found was that uh, all of my patients, no matter how young or old they were, no matter what they'd been diagnosed with, no matter what their symptoms were, they all had something in common. And that was something that I came to call emotional baggage. Now, when you hear that phrase, emotional baggage, you know, you've probably heard it before. Yeah. Most of us have used that phrase, particularly in describing someone else, right? Right. Yeah. Oh, man, that guy.
0: Yeah, they got emotional baggage, not dating them. Yeah,
1: (laughs) totally. Right. But what I found was that emotional baggage really consists of energy. Now, we need to get a little bit esoteric here to understand really how this works If you think about Albert Einstein and all of his contemporaries and everybody that studied quantum physics since then, if you talk to any of these people, they will all tell you, well, yes, the body essentially is an energy field. I mean, if you look at your hand and you magnify your hand a million times, you're looking at an individual atom. And if you look inside the atom, you see there's really, there's nothing in there. It's just energy, empty space. Mm -hmm. And so that's what our bodies really consist of. So on a quantum level, when you're feeling a particular emotion, what you're feeling is a particular vibration or a frequency of energy, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, if you break it down so that you realize what Nikola Tesla said, everything is energy, frequency, and vibration. If you're feeling an emotion of resentment, for example, that's a different uh, vibration than an emotion of anger. And that's different from grief. They're all different. But what I found was that If a patient of mine had gone through something where they were experiencing an intense emotion, that emotional energy sometimes would have become trapped in their body. Let me explain this. What happens is when something happens to us, when we have some kind of a stimulus that occurs, somebody accuses us of something or says something to us or we read something or hear something or see something, sometimes a certain emotion will start to come up for us we might feel like we've been cheated or wronged or or mm-hmm. we're feeling hurt in some way so that emotion kind of naturally starts to be felt well as that emotion is being consciously felt we might feel the physical sensations maybe that go along with that we might think the thoughts that go along with that where maybe we felt that way but in the past and what we're starting into is what i call the emotional loop and every time we experience an emotion We go through this little process where we start to feel the emotion and think the thoughts and feel the feelings. And then normally what happens is we kind of acknowledge that emotion and then we just allow it to dissipate and lose energy and go away. And so Mm -hmm. we close that loop on that experience. That experience is done now and now we're on to the next emotional experience. But sometimes what happens is an emotion comes up for us and we might not want to feel that emotion. So we decide... We're not going there and we stuff that emotion. Mm-hmm. And so now what happens is that little, that little loop, right, of the emotional experience now is stuck open. We have an open loop now. Sometimes what happens is an emotion comes up for us and we decide that we're going to enhance that and really get upset. We've all done this, right? Yeah. And that will also create an open loop. Now, when you create an open loop with an emotional experience, the energy of that emotion, that vibrational energy becomes suspended in the body. So as long as that loop is open, that emotional energy is still in the body. And it's a crazy thing. But a trapped emotion is what we believe is literally a ball of energy from about the size of a baseball to about the size of a softball. And these lodge in the body, you cannot see them. They're totally invisible. It took me 17 years to figure this out because you can't see them. But what I found was These were a a huge cause of physical pain for people. In fact, 90% of all the physical pain that people had when I was in practice and even now, after 35 years of doing this, it's related to emotional baggage. Mm -hmm. And and sometimes it would be from, you know, when a person was bullied as a child or when their parents went through a divorce or when they went through some kind of breakup or from high school or from a bad work situation or whatever. You know, we all go through emotional things. The problem is that, This emotional baggage affects us in a couple of different ways. It affects us physically because when you have a trapped emotion, what happens is you now have this distorting force that is acting upon the body's energy field. And that will tend to create physical pain and it can contribute to all kinds of diseases and all kinds of other physical problems. Let me give you an example. There was a guy that came into me uh, many years ago. He had really severe back pain, low back. It was a nine on a zero to 10 scale of pain where 10 is, you know, call 911, yeah. schedule the surgery, right? Yeah. So I tested him using the, uh, what we now call the emotion code, uh, which is just a method of finding and removing this kind of baggage. And to do that, you have to access the subconscious mind. So it's, it's actually really simple and I can give you more info on it. In, in yes, but, please. So what I found was, well, if you can imagine, here's how this works. The subconscious mind is a binary computer. Now, I was a computer programmer starting back in the 1980s, back in 1980, actually. And when I became a doctor, I realized, okay, the brain's a computer. Maybe we can ask questions and get answers. And that's exactly what all of this is about. Mm -hmm. Within us, we have this subconscious mind that's um, you know creating millions of new cells every minute and doing all kinds of chemical reactions and keeping us alive, keeping our heart beating and air moving in and out of our lungs and so on. We live in our conscious mind. And when you go to sleep at night, the conscious mind shuts down. And what's left is the subconscious. But the subconscious mind is where 99.9999999% of our intelligence actually lies. So if you can imagine, the conscious mind is, really for all of us, is kind of like a peanut brain, okay? And the rest of our intelligence is vast and incredibly powerful, but we're not really in touch with it that much. We're kind of along for the ride. Yeah. But uh, if your subconscious mind wants to go that way and you consciously want to go that way, you're going that way because the subconscious mind will take you there. But let me finish the story and then I'll I'll get back to the train. So imagine I've got this guy in my office I have him hold his arm out parallel to the floor, right? And I start asking questions. And I ask, do you have a, a trapped emotion, what we, we call emotional baggage, that's contributing to your back pain? I get a strong response from his arm, right? Uh, that's a yes answer from the subconscious mind.
0: Oh, so his body tells you. Okay, because I was going to say, how, how yeah. can he consciously respond to what's unconscious? But so his body's telling you. Okay. See,
1: consciously he had no idea what was going on. Yeah, but of course. But his subconscious mind was able to respond And so we have a chart of emotions that we use. It's uh, 60 emotions divided up into two columns and six rows. And so I asked, okay, where is this emotion on the chart? Is it in column A? Okay, it's in column B. That was strong. Is it in one of the odd rows? It was maybe in an even row. I don't remember exactly where it was on the chart. But following that process, I was able to identify the exact emotion. The emotion was anger. And then uh, I asked if we needed to know anything else about this. And his subconscious mind said, yep, we needed to dig deeper. And so I asked, when did this occur? Well, I think at the time he was about 40, maybe 45. And what I found was this had happened 20 years earlier. Wow. And when I arrived at that, and that's through muscle testing, when I arrived at that, all of a sudden he pipes in and he says, okay, he says, I know exactly what that was about. And so what happened? He said that... He was working at this job and he had been falsely accused of kind of cooking the books and stealing from this company. And he had not done anything wrong at all. And he was just absolutely livid at this and was so mad about it that that emotion was so powerful that emotion of anger that the energy of that emotion became trapped in his body. The loop, instead of allowing that anger to kind of dissipate and go away, he got really upset. And so that loop got stuck open. The energy became suspended in his body and that ball of energy now uh, had been distorting the energy field in his low back for 20 years. And I tested to see if that's what it was and the answer was yes from muscle testing. So I swiped a few times down the middle of his back with a magnet. We do that to release the emotional energy to close the loop. Kind of like taking a credit card and rubbing a magnet on the magnetic strip. You know, it erases the data. Same thing. And immediately the pain level went from a nine to a zero. And he couldn't believe it. And He keeps walking around and bending over and twisting this way and that way and, and exclaiming he can't believe it and I was grateful you know, that it worked so well. But um, this is not unusual either. We see this kind of thing all the time and that's why we've got thousands and thousands of practitioners all over the world and probably millions of people now doing this. But anyway, The interesting thing about this was uh, a couple days later, he came back in to see me. Now, think about this, okay? He's got this ball of anger that is distorting the energy field, this ball of, literally, this ball of emotion, distorting the energy field in his low back. And after 20 years of that, interfering with the chemical reactions in there, and maybe the blood flow and the lymph flow to some degree, and the flow of acupuncture meridian energy, he's really in serious pain. I mean, he's one point away from having surgery. But the weird thing was, and the interesting thing is, he came back a couple of days later, and here's what he said to me. He said, "Dr. Nelson, you know," he said, "my back pain is still gone." He said, "I can't believe it. Still, like miraculous." But he said, "When I came in here, I had another problem I didn't tell you about." He said, "For as long as I can remember, I've basically been what you'd call a rageaholic." And he said, "You know, I'm always yelling at my wife and my kids, and I'm always just wound up really tight, and and I just can't help myself." He said, "I've been to anger management several times; hasn't really helped me." I gotta watch the road rage. But he said, since you released that trapped emotional energy of anger from me, I feel really different. He said, I just feel kind of relaxed and kind of peaceful. He said things that used to set me off, like people cutting me off in traffic, they just go right by me now. They used to really set me off and make me really upset. And now I don't Mm -hmm. feel that way. How did you do that? And at the time I said, Well, (laughs) I really don't know. But here's what we believe: this guy had this ball of anger in his low back, right? Now, you have emotional baggage. We all have it. Yeah. But for this guy, he had this ball of anger in his low back. So when a situation would come along in his life where he might tend to feel the emotion of anger, he would feel it. He'd feel it much more easily, much more yeah, readily. he has quick
0: access to it. It's right there. Quick
1: access. Part yeah. of his body was vibrating at that frequency. Yeah. 24-7, see, for 20 years. And so this is the kind of thing that we see So in other words, think about your own life. Think about the relationships that you've been through. Have you been dumped? Have you felt resentment or grief or sadness or sorrow? Rejected. Or rejection. Oh, that's a huge one, right? And those are all emotions on the list, right? And so if you've got any of those open loops from those experiences that you've been through, from either stuffing those emotions or really feeling them maybe too intensely, what happens is now... Those energies are in your energy field. They're in your body. And what they're doing is they're radiating out okay, mm-hmm. into the world their specific frequencies. Every single one of these emotions is like a little radio transmitter yeah. and it's sending that frequency out.
0: I like how you say that because, yeah. like, very often, so myself and my coaches, we talk about energy. It's the energy you put out there. But I think that that's a, I don't even want to say it's logical. It's a a much easier way to digest that information and to understand it. It's the vibration that you're putting out there, the frequency that you're putting out there. So if you have something trapped, an emotional baggage from your mom, right? Where you had to suppress your feelings for 25 years of your... Or forever, but as a child especially. If you got rejected constantly, if you had a girl dump you, if you had the love of your life leave you for another man or for another woman and you have this on you... That's trapped inside of you and that's how you interact with other people, especially women. And just like you said, that guy, he had that anger level there. For guys who are listening right now, if you've had any of these things inside you in the past, that's how you're interacting with women. And their words, their responses to you can be triggering to those emotions that are trapped inside you. So I love that you said frequency and vibration because it's energy not that it sounds fluffy, but it does. It sounds fluffy sometimes, and those are, I think, better words to visualize it.
1: Yeah. Well, Nikola Tesla said, uh, you know, if you want to understand the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, yeah. and vibration. Right. Yeah. And that's what these emotions are: their energy, their frequency, their vibration. And so the thing about it is, you, you know, you have emotional baggage but you don't even know about it. And some of the stuff that might have happened to you might have happened when you were a child. You didn't even know about it. Some of it might have happened uh, when you were in the womb, and your mom and dad maybe were arguing. Or some of it might have actually been received by you at mm-hmm. conception from mom or dad.
0: Well, there's there's genetic, right? Like there's like so, my father, he's a child of the Holocaust, and I know that there's also science around the fact that yeah, it oh, can yeah. be genetically passed down to you, like anxiety. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Yep. That's absolutely right. And so, and yeah, and they've proven that. So, you know, you might be having trouble right now finding love because, you know, maybe your eighth great-grandmother was jilted at the altar. So what that the- grief of hers has been passing down the line to you and now is part of you.
0: Yeah, see, guys, your great-grandmother is screwing you. She's messing with you and stopping you from meeting the woman of your dreams.
1: You know what? We see it. I've seen it so many times. And then, what we really need to talk about, the most important piece of this puzzle really has to do with the heart. Mm -hmm. And let me just explain you know, back when I was in practice working with people and releasing emotional baggage, there were times when I would release somebody's emotional baggage and get rid of it all. And I would just have this feeling like I was missing something, like there was some other thing going on with them. And I knew there was more emotional baggage, I could never find it. But what we now know is that most people, and they feel hurt and they feel that physical sensation like their heart's going to break, you know, that word heartache, heartbreak. When you feel that, have you ever felt that, Marnie? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, most of us, I think, if not all of us have, if you feel that more than once or twice, your subconscious mind will put up a wall around the heart. And that wall is literally made from the energy of your emotional baggage. And it's, it's an amazing thing. But let me, let me back up for a second. Back in the 1960s, when doctors first started doing heart transplants, what they found before long was that some patients would come back and they would report strange things. Like they would talk about how their taste in music or food or sports had radically changed to the affinities of the donor, it would turn out. Sometimes their handwriting would change. That's interesting. Sometimes they would have memories of being in places after their heart transplant places that they had never in their life ever visited. And in every case, when these people were connected with the family of the heart donor, they would find out, oh my gosh, that's our son's handwriting that you have. How weird is that? Or That is weird. Right? Or yeah. yes, our, our daughter loved Rome. It was her favorite city in the world. She visited it every year. And now you have memories of being in Rome, but you say you've never in your life have ever visited there. So those must be her memories. How bizarre, right? There are whole books written about this. It's called Cellular Memory. Well, that's when it first started coming, you know, to consciousness was back yeah. in the '60s. Well, so the ancient civilizations believed that the heart was a very, very special organ; that uh, it was the seat of the soul and the source of love and creativity and romance. And um, those ancient ideas have filtered down to us over thousands of years. And how, well, you know, if it's Valentine's Day you buy a heart-shaped box of chocolates to give to your girl, Mm -hmm. right? And that's just how it is. So it's all about the heart. Well, what we found was that a number of years ago, quite a number, back in 1998, actually, this was actually something that uh, I never in my wildest dreams would have imagined. But uh, it was really kind of shown to me from up above what goes on. So when you feel like your heart's going to break, because the heart is really all that the ancients believed it to be, the subconscious mind will start to build a wall around the heart. It's like a force field. It's a wall that you cannot see, and it's made of layers of emotional baggage. And when you have this wall, and by the way, 93% of people we believe have this wall. 7% don't, we find, but about 93% do. So the problem is if you've got this wall that's been put up around your heart, it makes it much more difficult for you to really feel love and give love because love is an energy. It's a verb, but it's also an energy. So when you, you know, when you see an attractive uh woman that you want to talk to, you know, you're sending a little energy to that woman. But if that energy has to pass through these layers of negativity, it becomes distorted and tainted. Mm -hmm. There are so many stories about this is the next book I'm going to write actually is about this. But it's it's we talk about this in the emotion code book and in the body code book as well. But one of the very first people that that I worked on that had this phenomenon was a nurse. She came in to see me because she had neck pain. She'd seen a couple of other doctors for the neck pain. They hadn't been able to help her. And so uh, she comes in to see me, and I'm talking with her, and she's telling me that she's a nurse. She's 38 years old, and she's single, and she's going to stay that way. She's going to die single. She's never going to date ever again. She's never going to have a relationship ever again. She has not dated in eight years. And I had never met anybody that was celibate, really, except maybe, you know, the occasional Catholic priest. And I said to her, well, why do you feel that way? What, well, you know, what, what made you come to that decision to be celibate and die celibate? I mean, she was dead serious. Yeah. She said that eight years before, she was really deeply in love with this guy who dumped her and broke her heart. Yeah. So, well, her next about a nine on a zero to 10 scale. The first thing that I did was I started asking questions of her subconscious mind using muscle testing, right? To get answers about this wall that I suspected she might have. Sure enough, she did. She had a heart wall, this force field around the heart. There were three emotions, three layers making up this wall. And they all had to do with eight years before when the guy dumped her and broke her heart, right? So when you feel like your heart's going to break, that's when this thing will get put up. So uh, three emotions. I cleared the last emotion. And all of a sudden, the neck pain that was a nine went to a zero, and that was that. I didn't need to do anything else for her neck. She's feeling great, right? No more heart wall, and she leaves the office and doesn't come back for three months. But I remembered her, because I'd never met anybody celibate before, and she walks back into my office three months later, and I'll always remember this. I saw her in my hallway, and I said, hey, I haven't seen you for a while. How are you? What's going on? She said, my neck has been fine since I was here. But she said, you cleared that heart wall for me. She's like, I've been having tons of sex. <laughs> no. well, my no, neck no, feels that. great
0: because <laughs> I'm banging it against the headboard all the time. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, what she said was, she said, about two weeks after I was here, I found out my childhood sweetheart had been living right around the corner from me. Oh, my goodness. For almost eight years. And we're dating. And we're no. in
0: love. Oh, that's wonderful.
1: That is wonderful. Now, let me tell you something about about love and falling in love. It does not happen with this brain. You can try and try and try your whole entire life and still not find it, right? Yeah. It's an affair of the heart. It's all about your heart and your heart resonating with the heart of another person. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you something. You cannot lie, guys. You cannot lie to the subconscious mind of a woman. Okay, you can't. You can lie with your lips and you might be a convincing liar, but see, there's a communication that's going on all the time between us, right? And when you're talking to a woman, your subconscious mind and your true intents and your true desires are implicitly understood on the subconscious level by the subconscious mind of that woman, right? Mm -hmm. You can't lie. You know, if all you're interested in is getting her into the sack, she knows that on a subconscious level, right? Mm-hmm. If all you're interested in is drawing another uh you know X no, yeah. or whatever, yeah, notch on not your, on your board. exactly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Or even the opposite. If you're just it's if implied. you're just extremely needy, right? Because you don't have any other options yeah. out there, we can feel that in two yeah. seconds. People can feel that in two seconds.
1: It's all communicated, right? And so you have to realize that your your true intentions, okay, are, I mean, essentially in that way, you might as well be standing there naked, okay? because your true intentions are implicitly understood on a subconscious level by that woman. So where you need to come from is you need to come from a place of unconditional love, right? A high vibration. All you're interested in, really, and it can take some work to do this, but where you need to be coming from is from a place of truth and love and high energy. And then that will communicate too. It's really interesting
0: I'm going to interrupt you for one second because I want to talk more about that. So
1: let's just take a quick break
0: and then we're going to come back because I want to talk to the guys about like, how do you do that? And then I also want to dip into this emotional code and maybe give the guys a few tactics that they can use at home so that they can help themselves. I don't know if that's possible, but they could potentially help release some of these emotional baggages that they're carrying around consciously or subconsciously. So we'll be back after we hear a word from our amazing sponsors. Please do not fast forward. Listen to them. They are what keeps our show on. And they're really awesome. We handpick every single one that we have on our show. So we'll be back in a moment.
2: How many times have you sent messages to women and gotten zero response or maybe gotten a response and then it fizzled out immediately? Well, you need help with your banter, my friend. And that is where I come in. I am basically the world's only banter coach. I teach you and give you the hard skill of being witty and clever and fun and also emotive and vulnerable to connect with women so that they want to know you. They want to go on a date with you. I have helped so many men succeed at this. I've lost count. So if you're struggling in this department, I'm telling you it is worth your time to go to kristenandchill.com. If I could take all the guys that I've worked with and have them yell at you and beat you up until you finally give in and say, okay, this is something I really do need to work on, I would do that. But unfortunately, I can't do that. But what I can do is I can teach you to be fast on your feet so that you can charm her socks off and even more. And if you're finding you're not even getting matches to be able to banter in the first place, I make killer profiles. I hate to brag, but they're really, really good. So if you need help with your profile, I'm here for that as well. Make 2023, not 2022 or 2021 or however long you've been struggling. And you can start doing that by going to kristenandchill.com.
0: If you listen to the Ask Women podcast, then you are already miles and miles and miles ahead of other men when it comes to attracting and getting the girls you want. But I must confess, there's one missing piece in the puzzle, and that's flirting or the ability to ignite sexual chemistry with any girl you meet in a matter of minutes. Most guys suck at flirting. They can't flirt their way out of a paper bag. But as your personal wing girl, I can't let you be one of those guys. That's why I want to show you the most effective step-by-step formulaic Approach to flirting with any girl you like. This formulaic approach has been tested on thousands of girls and has been proven to work like magic. Yes, magic. You just apply the formula and see results instantly, and it's that powerful. To find out everything about this flirting formula, all you have to do is go to WingGirlMethod.com/flirty. I've made a special video for you where I reveal what this formula is all about. Go to WingGirlMethod/slash. Flirty, and you'll find out all about it. All right. We're back with Dr. Bradley Nelson, who is the author of, which is your new book, The Body Code Unlocking Your Body's Ability to Heal Itself. It was out in February of this year. Perfect. Love it. Amazing. Yeah. But so let's talk more about what you just said before the break about like how right. guys should operate. So I mean, I, I teach the same thing, but if you've got all this shit dragging you down, like how do you operate at that level? So what are some things that guys can do to operate on this high-frequency, high-energy, welcoming, open vibration?
1: The first thing that you really, you really need to understand is that there's a whole nother level of communication going on between all of us all the time. And that communication is unconscious. It's below the conscious level. You're communicating from your heart to other people's hearts. Their hearts are communicating to you. I mean, they've actually filmed this. They've, they've photographed this energy in Russia with a device called a GDV device, a gas discharge uh, visualization device. Okay. Imagine taking a, a photo of a bonfire, like a raging bonfire. Yeah. And imagine taking that photo and turning it sideways and then putting it right in front of your heart, okay, mm-hmm. that's, they've actually photographed this energy coming out of the heart. And so it's a fascinating thing, but most of us have no experience with this. When I was in practice, I remember my office manager and I once a year would pull out all the files, all the manila files of all the people that we hadn't seen in a year. And we would look at those and go through those. Just you know, We wouldn't take a long time. we just talk for maybe a moment about each person, look at their photo. Within the next 10 days, 80% of those people would call and make an appointment, right? That's crazy. How does that work? Well, there's this energy. It's what we call the morphic field. That name was uh, coined, I think, by Dr. Rupert Sheldrake, who wrote the book, Dogs Who Know When Their Owners Are Coming Home, right? Mm -hmm. People had different uh, expectations. They had different theories about why the dog would go to the window. Uh, Some people said, well, the dog goes to the window when it hears the owner's car coming home, right? Because it can tell dogs have such great hearing, it can tell that car from other cars. Some people said, no, no, the dog has kind of an internal alarm clock and it knows what time the owner gets off and so it goes to the door then. When they actually studied this, they found that the dogs who were being videoed at home and the owners who were at work, they found that the moment that the dog's owner started thinking about going home, they went that's to the window. when the dog would get up and go to the window. How does that work? Well, Dr. Rupert Sheldrake calls it the morphic field. It's it's this field of intelligence, this energy that surrounds all of us, that fills the universe, and we're communicating to each other all the time, all the time. And so, you might think you're a great liar, You, you might do all kinds of things to come up with certain phrases and things to say to women and so on, but you can't lie to a woman. You can't lie to a woman's heart. And... Unconsciously, she knows what you're doing and knows what you're really after. She knows what your true motivations are, and believe me, that's going to make a difference for you and how successful you are with dating. Because really, what do you want? What you really want is you want love, don't you? Isn't that what we really all want? Well,
0: maybe not. We want
1: companionship. We want love. Well, if that's where you're at, you know, I mean, it yeah. depends. They may want experience
0: is fun, and like, yeah, I'm, yeah. All,
1: yeah, and that's okay. But anyway, I'm just talking at it from you know, from kind of a high level. And so if you think about um, the heart, if you have a wall around your heart, what's going to happen is it's going to make it much more difficult for you to also find that person that you're really looking for, you know? Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, it's fine to do lots and lots of dating, but eventually you get tired of dating, and eventually you want to find your soulmate, right? You want to find that perfect woman that is the right woman for you and I'm very lucky. I you know, I found that woman when I was younger and I've been married forty-two years now. I've oh, wow. got eight kids and
0: eight six kids.
1: Grandkids. Yeah. Oh my
0: God. You're crazy. I know. <laughs> right. <laughs> I have two. Oh my I can't even imagine. You're a saint.
1: I know I don't look that old. It's impossible. you do
0: not. How old were you? Like 18 when you got married?
1: <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I yes, was, you were. Uh, okay. There you go. Well, I was actually 20. I think I was 23, 24, oh, she so was 26. Wow. So pretty young. Wow. But anyway, I've been lucky. And, but a lot of people will go for decades and decades and, and keep searching, and they never can seem to find the right person. But I'm telling you right now, getting rid of that wall around your heart can make all the difference in the world because it changes who you are. It changes you from who you are back into the person that you really were intended to be.
0: Yeah, and that's what it means by just be yourself. Right, that's the the phrase that everybody says, and that's a that's a hard thing to do when you feel like you already are being yourself. If you're not understanding, there is a block.
1: Yeah, and when you when you got all that baggage, yeah, yeah, eventually, you know, what people often have this sensation that they try to describe, where when they get rid of enough of their emotional baggage, they feel like they're stepping out of this old suit they've been wearing into this whole new state of being that is really who they are supposed to be. And so we kind of can become our baggage. Our lives can get derailed by the baggage. And so you can imagine everybody that you know is, it's almost like they're dragging these suitcases of emotional baggage behind them. Yeah. And you know, one of the other fascinating things about this morning that I need to tell you about is that that emotional baggage will actually send out its frequencies into the universe, right? And then draw people to you, mm-hmm. oftentimes that have the same kind of baggage. And so you might end up getting into a relationship with somebody because you have matching luggage, mm-hmm. right? When later you might wake up and realize, wow, this was a terrible mistake, right? Yeah,
0: this is a narcissist. This is the same pattern I've lived every single time. So how do these guys clear this? How do they unblock their heart or how do they clear some of this emotional baggage?
1: Well, you know, this is a process that you can easily learn yourself. In fact, um let me share with you one of the simplest ways of tapping into the subconscious mind is something that we call the sway test. Now, how this works is, if you think about a plant, you put a plant in a pot near a window, and if you don't turn that pot periodically, it's going to end up growing bent over to one side because it's trying to get to the light. Yeah. Right? They've done studies with plants, and they've found that a plant will actually grow away from a speaker, maybe that's blaring harsh sounds. Oh, and interesting. Certain kinds of really intense music. And so the human body is the same way. And your body will tend to, if you're standing upright and you're in a relaxed kind of a state, your body will tend to sway backwards if you're holding thoughts of negativity or falsehood or incongruency. But the body will also tend to sway forward if you're holding the opposite, thoughts of truth and congruency and positivity. So let's do this exercise with your... Yeah, I was going to say with your audience. Okay. So here's how this works. Oh, I don't care
0: about them. I just want to figure out if I have a blockage. No,
1: I'm just kidding. (laughs) Okay. Well, if you're sitting, you can do this sitting. It works better, I think, if you're standing. Okay. But if you're sitting, if if you sit right on the edge of your chair, okay, Okay. uh, drop your hands down to your sides and uh, close your eyes and just totally relax. And as you're standing there totally relaxed, you'll notice that It's not really possible. I mean, even if you're a guard at Buckingham Palace, it's not possible to stand perfectly still.
0: Yeah, you do sort of like something pulls you. I can feel that.
1: Yeah, so now here's what we're going to do. We're going to start with something negative, okay? Let's start with war. Now, that's a word we hear all the time. We've heard that word all of our lives, right? What I'd like you to do for a moment is I'd like you to think about what really goes on when there's a war happening. What are people doing to other people? What are soldiers on one side doing to soldiers on the other side? What are they doing to them? You know, they're murdering them, basically. Think about all the tears that have been shed over all the families that have been destroyed and the lives that have been ruined over all the wars that have been fought since day one on this crazy planet, right? And as you are thinking about that thought of war, as you're standing there, relaxed, hands down, and by the way, you, you don't want to force this at all. You just allow your subconscious mind to do whatever it wants to do. But as you're thinking about war and what's really going on on a human level and all the destruction and sadness and death at a certain point, if you are consistent holding that thought, what will happen is your subconscious mind will understand what you're consciously thinking about and all of a sudden, your body will start to sway backward. And that is your subconscious mind trying to move you away from the sheer negativity of this thought of war, right? Now, as you were sitting there, Marnie, were you able to notice that? It's easier standing, but...
0: Well, actually, to be honest, I felt myself lean in when I was thinking about that. But to be honest, I was thinking about like the pain that people must go
1: through. Maybe try it after the show, standing. Yeah. It's easier standing, for sure. So anyway, let's do another one. So that's basically a no answer. The subconscious saying no to that, right? Now, close your eyes again. Drop your hands down to your sides and just relax, take a breath, let it out. And I'd like you to imagine that we're living in the future now. a, A thousand years have gone by and you're still alive, but you're a different person than you used to be. Not only are you now surrounded with unconditional pure love, but you also have become a vessel of unconditional love such that... The love that fills your heart for all beings and all of creation is so huge that your heart can't even contain that love. And that love expands out from your heart and it goes out and it fills the world and it fills the whole solar system. Now, as you hold that thought about being a vessel of unconditional love, as you think about what it would actually be like, what would that feel like to be that developed? to be that ascended of a person. The moment your subconscious mind connects with what you're consciously thinking about, in that moment, you will involuntarily start to sway forward. And that's your subconscious mind trying to move you toward that possibility because I believe that is absolutely a possibility for every single one of us. That's who we are. We can have that if we want it. Mm -hmm. So what we can do is we can use this method. We call this the sway test. We can use this method to actually get yes and no answers from the subconscious mind. Okay. So, for example, once again, drop your hands down to your sides, close your eyes, take a breath, let it out, and let's try something else. Make this statement in your mind, or out loud even. Say, I have a heart wall. 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 And then just allow that, hold that thought steady, that statement, I have a heart wall, and see what your subconscious mind wants to do. If your subconscious mind sways your body forward, then that's a yes answer. And probably about 93% of you will end up swaying forward on that. If you go backward on that, congratulations, you're one of the seven percenters, we call them. But most people do have a heart wall. Yeah. So then what's the next step? Well, you can actually use this method, the sway test method of getting yeses and noes from the subconscious mind. You can actually use this to clear your own heart wall if you want to. Now, if you go to our website at discoverhealing.com, you can sign up for, it's a 14-day, we call it the 14-day emotion code challenge. And it's a free program where you can actually, we walk you through the whole process of learning how to find and remove trapped emotions and also how to remove a trapped emotion from your heart wall. It's actually really, really simple. So that's at discoverhealing.com. At the same website, we have practitioners also who are all over the world. We've certified over 10,000 people in this method and you can find somebody that can work with you. And this is energy medicine, so it can be done at a distance as well as live and in person, okay? So you can do it yourself. The information's all in the book. You can do the 14-Day Emotion Code Challenge, and you can start getting rid of this emotional baggage. And it can be incredibly freeing. You know, a side effect of this can be that you might just find yourself in love. One of my favorite stories about this and how this works is from one of our practitioners who told me that her sister had been divorced for nine years and she had never allowed any work to be done. One day she called her her emotion code practitioner sister up and she said, look, she said, I've been divorced for nine years now. I'm tired of being alone. I'm not getting any younger. I want you to come over and work on me and see if I have a heart wall. And so she did. So the two of them worked together for a couple of days and she was able to get her heart wall cleared. Well, neither one of them told anybody they were You know, they didn't tell anyone that they were doing this. They just spent the weekend together and did this work. Well, guess what started happening on Monday? On Monday, the phone started to ring because all of a sudden, now that wall that was blocking her from love was gone. And now that pure essence of her being was radiating out into the world and telling everybody, hey, I'm available again. And it's an amazing cosmic thing. Okay. But there were guys out there that she had known before that all of a sudden started thinking about her. Oh, I haven't thought about her in a long time. I wonder how she's doing. Maybe I'll give her a call, right? Phone started ringing on Monday. I'm telling you guys, there's an energetic, there's a quantum physics aspect to this, to relationships. And getting rid of your emotional baggage can really help you so much. I mean, it can help you business-wise. Think about it, the best ideas that you'll ever have are not going to come from this brain. They're going to come from the brain that's in your heart. We now know there's a brain in the heart. The ancient people were right. We now know that if you're feeling love or affection for another person, your heartbeat becomes measurable in their brain waves. I mean, this is all the new science that's catching up to what the ancients believed thousands of years ago that we've dismissed for all of these years, thinking that, oh, you know, they just, it was poetic license for them. They talked about the heart whatever. The heart is just a pump. We know it's just a muscle. But now we're finding out, oh, okay, those guys were right. They knew more than we thought. See?
0: And no, I love all this. I'm going to wrap up the show because I think you just shared so much wonderful information. And I highly recommend for everybody who's listening to go get a copy of the Body Code, Unlocking Your Body's Ability to Heal Itself. I was not in the 7%. I am in the 93%. I leaned forward, even though I think that I am very open I'm also consciously aware there is a slight block there. But it was interesting to see that my body didn't lie and that there is yeah. something there. So I invite everybody to go check out that book or work with one of your practitioners. Yeah, but thank you so much for, for coming on and sharing this information. Absolutely. I just want to say one thing. So I actually, my good friend who used to be an ER nurse, she stopped during COVID to stay home and be with her children. And during that time, she discovered bio-tuning. And she really was fed up with the Western way of medicine. She wasn't able to care for people the way that she wanted to. And she kept seeing in the people that she was working with that kind of like what you're saying, they would describe something going on, but they would always describe it as a feeling, right? A feeling, which means that they couldn't identify what it was. It was a, a feeling. You can't always verbalize it or talk through it in therapy. And she found that bio-tuning, working with sounds, and creating feelings within the body was what was going to help the body actually release all that. I've done a few sessions with her and it's it's been amazing. So awesome! I'm totally on board with everything that you're talking about and I know firsthand how effective it can be. So again, guys, go check out the Body Code Unlocking Your Body's Ability to Heal Itself by Dr. Bradley Neeson. And again, what's the website? Yeah, discoverhealing.com. Discoverhealing.com. And
1: of course, yeah, the Body Code book and the Emotion Code book are for sale, you know, on Amazon, Audible, uh, wherever books are sold, Barnes & Noble, etc. Okay.
0: And you have a nice voice to listen to, so hopefully you read the audiobook.
1: I was the narrator. There you yep,
0: go. the narrator. Perfect. I could have listened to you talk <laughs> for five hours. Thank you so much <laughs> for coming really. on. And everybody thank listening you. to the show, thank you so much for continuing to listen and support our show. New episodes of the Ask Women podcast come out every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific. Please don't go and download individual shows. Please go and just subscribe. Don't waste your time downloading individual shows. That time you can use to go out, interact with amazing women. You guys are awesome. We'll see you next week.